podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. I am your host Scott Carney and I'm joined by Club at 22's finest, Ali Pearson. How's it going mate? Not too bad. I'm getting my laptop back on um, Thursday so I'm looking forward to getting that back because on this I lag quite a few times on it so I'm looking forward to getting that back. Yeah, it's a, a laptop from the, the dark ages mate. It's definitely a, a wee bit older. Um, Ryan Haymarsh, how's it going mate? I'm good, I'm good. Good to see you boys. Um, had a decent weekend apart from the obvious and ready for Ibrox on Thursday. Yes, indeed. It's all about Thursday now. So yeah, we are going to break down the Hearts game in a bit more detail uh, and we'll finish up with previewing the Bromby game. Just before we get into it, obviously people will be able to come in and make comments because we are live tonight. Uh, the situation regarding Club 1872. Um, now, None of us are members of Club 1872 and none of us invested, so it's not really right for us to spend time discussing it. Um, it's been very well covered on Heart and Hand and on Follow Follow. So if you want any kind of full breakdown of what actually happened last night and the way things have went, then go over there and please check it out there. Uh, we can't really add much more to that to the way it's already been added. None of us have attended the meeting, so it wouldn't be right for us to sit here and try and pass comment on it. All I will say is from the reports that I have seen is that Club 1872 seems to be in a bit of bother to try and achieve their goal that they first set out to achieve. So, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting to see how that one goes, but we won't spend much time on it, just basically because none of us are investors and we weren't attending it, but it's a, it's a bit of a shame to see the way things are going with it and we'll kind of leave that there. So, before we get into the Rangers stuff, um, Ryan, it was your night with God on Friday night. Um, tell us a wee bit about it, mate. How was it meeting Loudrop? They say never meet your heroes, but it's one of the best things I've ever done. It was what an exceptional night. But yes, I did shit the bed when I see when I seen him. Uh, <laughs> did not did not know what to say to him, and I think I told you guys in the pub. I just mumbled. I turned the corner to get my picture taken with him, and I said something like, "I show my kids videos of you." And he was like, "Right," and just get a picture taken, and off I go. And I was like, "Shit." Never made the best of that opportunity, but luckily I'm a full-time stalker of Brian, so I managed to catch <laughs> managed to catch him at uh, breakfast time the next morning when I was in for a liquid breakfast. He was down with his family. Um, obviously, I didn't go over with his family were there, but waited till he was himself and just managed to get a selfie with him and had a wee chat, so it was great. It was a brilliant night, and uh, Jim White was a speaker. Uh, Newman was there. I met Newman myself and Jamie were talking to Newman for quite a bit. Uh, and my best mate Richard, he ended up in a, a lift with Newman and Boyd, which uh, <laughs> one or two funny stories we probably shouldn't have put on this. But yes, <laughs> a brilliant night. Great. Yeah, even your, your picture that you sent uh, along with um, Brian, mate. Um, Brian, as if I know him, you um, sent along with Loudrop. You looked a wee bit starstruck, mate, and I think I would oh, be yeah. exactly the same, mate. I would just be like, I'm standing next to Brian Loudrop, and he's still looking as handsome as ever, he really is. He was, uh, I was very sharp looking, smelt amazing. Um, <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> so, uh, he's magnificent, he just looked great. Was he drinking? Was he drinking at the spinning speaking? 
He looks as if he's drinking white wine, not when he was speaking, but when he was at the table. Um, he looks as if he's drinking white wine. Um, but no, he was... Jim, well, obviously, Jim White was all over him. Um, hmm. Asked him about his opportunity to go to Barcelona and rejecting Barcelona and who's our team, Man United, Ferguson Hank had, had had a word with him about going to Man United at one point. Um, just said he never regretted any of it. They were the best, best years of his career and Certainly the best player I've seen in the blue, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, you're sitting with two people that think pretty much the same, mate. Ali's maybe just a wee bit more in favour of um, Mr McCoy's. So we'll jump in now into the um, into the actual football. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't the Saturday we set it out to be. We all managed to meet up on Saturday, which was a, a good thing um, to come out of Saturday. It's a shame that the, the football or the result at least didn't really live up to it. So it was the one each draw with Hearts at Ibrooks. Um, the starting 11 brought little shocks. It was McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balogun, Barisic, Lundstrom, Kamara, Aribo, Wright, Hadji and Morelos. Uh, so the first half, Rangers arguably the best football of the season. Um, we said that in the post-match when we were uh, at the pub after it. Um, we did a quick video just to bring some form of reaction to it. And we were full of emotion. A lot of people... Um, a lot of people leave comments and stuff saying we're going to be better hearts and stuff. And yeah, we probably were, to be honest, but it's it, that's why we like doing it straight away when we, we leave the stadium as quickly as we possibly can, because it's important to kind of express your, your immediate feelings. Um, obviously, as a few days went on since then, um, Ryan, you weren't on the 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 post-match on Saturday. You were enjoying your refreshments, maybe a wee bit too much, mate. <laughs> Um, but what was your reaction to the game, mate? What's your, your overall feeling on how Saturday went? The way you get the reaction was, I think that's just what we do at this pod. We're honest and I don't think you ought to, you don't want to listen to someone pretend that that was a great performance and we were unlucky and I didn't overly agree with Gerard, some of Gerard's comments on Saturday in his post-match. Um, yes, we played well on, on the first half on Saturday. Second goal syndrome again. We've seen this before with Rangers, and this is why we're dropping points just now. Second half, I think everybody felt it was coming. We just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Teams are starting to smell blood against us. It's happened with Motherwell. Maybe fortunate against Hibs. That's Hearts game time. It's now taking points. I know we beat Celtic and we did play well that day. We looked hungrier against Celtic, I felt, than we have looked against other, any other team at home this season. But did Celtic burn out a wee bit in the second half because of the intensity they play with? Start to, that's what I'm starting to think. Overall, yeah, we're in a good place just now. We're four points clear and you don't want to be moaning too much. But we've been talking about Gerard's headache of should he choose parts and should he choose Tavernier. His biggest headache just now is why are Rangers only turning up for 45 minutes every game? And this is consistent now. It's, it's a thing now. We're all feeling it, hoping we're going to kick on and put a performance in. We've not. Um, I've seen it against Malmo, Motherwell, and again against Hearts. And it's an issue. But yeah, we should have scored goals, but we didn't. It's second goal syndrome, and it needs to get put right very soon. Very soon. Um, I 100% agree. Um, Ali, I'll come to you. Obviously, you were on the, the initial reaction on, um, on Saturday, mate. Do you agree with... Ryan there in terms of the way that Gerard made comments after the game. Um, I have watched the game back. 
um, I managed to watch the game back and I still kind of stand by and I'll still go along with what Ryan says. First 45, Rangers were great. Second 45, we just, it looks like we just stood off hearts. Yeah, my, my, I don't think I've really changed my opinion from what we said in the pub afterwards. You know, we, we don't really sugarcoat things and it is an immediate match reaction, so your heart's pumping a wee bit when you're saying things. Sometimes you might say things that you regret, but don't really, to be honest. I, th- I thought Rangers probably played the best 45 minutes. Should have been a couple of goals up. Morelos had a right good chance when he was through. Didn't even hit a target. There was one with Balogun. It was like pinball in the box. Should have went in. Great goal for Lundstrom. And um, I th- honestly thought, like I said, in the, the post-match, Rangers would come out second half and go at hearts again and just bury them in... Again, it's another game we're talking about where it's 45 minutes we've seen Rangers and they've not turned up for the other 45. And I don't know what it is. I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't know if they're told in the second half that's going to set off Hearts a wee bit because Hearts, Hearts, Hearts are all right, but we should have beaten Hearts by 3-0 easy at the weekend. And again, like Ryan says, we can't put teams to bed and if you give these te- if you the longer it goes one nil, the problem is it gets to 10, 15 minutes and Rangers go, shite, what do we do? Do we do all the good stuff that we should be doing and put these teams to bed? Or do we, like I said after the game, shit the bed? And that's what happens. They're just gonna get deeper and deeper, Rangers lose their shape. I thought he made the wrong substitutions. I heard the reason he brought a rebo off was because he was in a booking. Mm, still, I'd keep him on to be honest. Um I thought the players he brought on, we lacked pace. I would have brought Sakal on because Hearts changed their shape and we could have, there was openings, balls over the top. And I thought Sakal would have been the, the right guy with pace, which would have pushed their fullbacks back a wee bit. But as I said, the the we got what we deserved. And I've been saying it for weeks, this was always going to happen. And we've been limping through games, if you want to say, in terms of score lines, And it's always going to happen. And you give some sort of credit to Hearts. They changed their shape in the second half. We don't. We always just stick to the same formation and just put other players. I don't know where Bakuna was playing, to be honest, when he came on. He did play two good slip balls. But we need to bury these teams. I mean, we can't continually do what we're doing. And every week, it's a broken record in this podcast. I'm saying it again. <laughs> it's another week gone by where it's not clicked for 90 minutes. It's been 45 minutes and When's it going to click? We're going to be in November soon. Yeah, you're, you've. I should probably. I probably should send you notes, mate, before we sit down and do these podcasts because you've just went through about five things there that I was going to bring up. But we'll start off right at the. We'll stay. We'll stick to the first half. The now. Um, now we take the lead, um, and we deserve to take the lead. And it was an absolute peach of a goal um, by by Lundstrom, and we we'll agree with what Teddy Bear's saying there. How good is he looking? I couldn't agree more. I think he's growing into the the role. He's grown into the the club. He's grown into the the jersey, if you like. And even his comments after the game, he was asked, "Can you take positives from the amount of chances that Rangers made today?" And he went, "No, not really." And I think he is he's shown his desire um, and how much he wants this club to t- succeed, and he wants his move up here to succeed. Ryan, would you go along with that? That. Lundstrom is um, he's kind of leading the way just now. Oh, he's with aye by length, by an absolute length. He, the goal just epitomises everything that you want from him. 
I don't think anybody else is hitting that. I think if that falls to Kamara or Davis, we're getting a 10 yard square pass. <laughs> I'm not being critical. It's just that's the system we play and it's what we do. He's went like that. Fuck it, I'm having this. The crowd all yep. say it. Hit it, hit it. He's got that in his locker and he'll score more than those. He's came out of his shell. I said, I thought he was going to be a good player for us at the beginning of the season, but I did also say in a pod, it looked as if the shot was overwhelming him a wee bit or the, the club was overwhelming him. And that's where we fall short as fans. We don't understand. Somebody's just got to put that shot on and, and be a winner straight away. He's taken a bit of time to settle in, but by God, has he settled in now? He look, I, would, I, I can't think of dropping him just now. That's how well he's playing. And that goal, as I said, just epitomises everything I want to see in him and what he does for Rangers. And yes, he's leading the way, and other others better follow suit very shortly. Yeah, I mean, again, caveat it with he's probably one of the highest paid at the club just now, based on where his kite came from. Him coming to here, and obviously we didn't pay him anything for him. I don't think when he came up, but I don't think there was any sort of fee involved. So he's going to be on a decent wage. There's no doubt about that, but. He's starting to show his real worth, in my opinion, and I, I couldn't agree more, mate. People have to look at him and lead by example. I think, Ali, do you think it maybe, say, six months more down the line with John Lundstrom, he probably does grab the whole game by the scruff of the neck and push the whole team, um, and people will then start responding to him the same way like Davis would, um, for example. It's just a matter of time for Lundstrom to completely change a game if he wants to. Yeah, I, I think he can. I mean, I was critical of Lindstrom when he, when he came in in terms of I don't think him and Davis can play in the same team. And I think when you see when Davis come on the second half, it proves again they can't play in the same team because Davis is trying to sit where Lundstrom was and they're getting away each other. But I thought Lundstrom for that first 45 minutes was brilliant. He's a big, powerful lad in the middle of the park as well. You see he can... And I said to you, Carney, I think it was in a pub or it was at halftime or something, it's as if he's playing with a handbrake off now. That's why he's, he's getting further up the park now. He's kind of got a free roll, if you know what I mean, in terms of he can go further up the park and and he can shoot, which is what we've been crying out for. I know Ryan's going on about it quite a lot and I, I'm the same. Well, we, all scream, we all scream shit at Ibrox, mate. We always do. Yeah, but, but the players we've got can't shoot in terms of your Kamara's, <laughs> your Davis's. Joe Rebo can shoot at times, but Lundstrom's got that in his locker. You can see he's got it in his locker. And yeah, I think he could be a big player going forward, Lundstrom. And I think Steve Davis could struggle to get back into this Rangers team in the league. I still think Davis, for in terms of in Europe, I think Gerard will use Davis more in Europe than he will in the league, if you know what I mean. Um because I still don't think the two of them can play in, in the midfield together. Uh, yeah, mate, I think I think you're probably right. I don't know. Um, we'll come on to what, what we think the team's going to be on Thursday night. Um, but I, I've got a feeling they both might play together oh, on Thursday. I'll be spoiler there. I think they I think they potentially will. Um, but we'll come to that. But it's, I think you're right, mate, and I think you're you're right to raise the fact that. Davis and Lundstrom doesn't seem to really work in the same team, uh, to be completely honest. It's never really hit the kind of heights that we probably expected it to. But again, I think it could also be down to Lundstrom's being more, kind of sculpted into the Steve Davis role. Um, Ali, you said that you always wanted to see him playing further forward, but I think, I think he was stuck between a rock and a hard place a wee bit. 
um, in terms of where he was to push forward or he wasn't to push forward the way that Rangers play football. Uh, and now when he's in that number six role, if you like, the, kind of, the anchor of the midfield, it looks like he has been told, if you need to go forward, go forward. Um, take the ball with you. Um, kind of drive when you can. So, but I mean, Lundstrom was a was a standout. Um, been very, very little, very little others. Well, um, we'll jump in the second half, and as I said, we didn't really show up, play even half of the kind of football we played in the first half. Um, we created two or three proper goal scoring opportunities. One of them, in particular, was a, a sitter from um, Morelos, and it kind of brings us on to individual players. Um, I am not. And none of us are, I don't think, even said this to the lads, none of us are going to criticise Alan McGregor for what he'd done. He has more than enough credit in the bank and at the end of the day, the game should have been out of sight. That's one thing I will agree with, which Stephen Gerrard said, is that it shouldn't have mattered that McGregor made a mistake. We should have had that game sewn up. There's no doubt about it. So I'm going to bring a, a couple of players up now um, that we want to speak about. Um, right, I'm going to come to you about Connor Goldson. Now, it wasn't great. On Saturday, um, in the first half, he had very little to do. In the second half, he was okay in spells. There was the t- when he Barry McKay ran through him and Balogun like they weren't even there, to be completely honest. And the, the same old questions are getting brought up. I was sitting with people around me all saying it is he staying, is he going? Um, the quicker the better, this situation gets resolved. Yes, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the, the if he keeps turning out performances like that, he's going to get. It's going to be more than talking the stands because you know what the Rangers fans are like, and mm-hmm. yeah, he's done the business last year, and he, he has been a great player for us. But it looks as if he doesn't want to be there at times. It really does, and I think that looks at a lack of desire because I go to the moment. I'm a fan of him before anyone can make a comment about being negative. I love how he organises this. He really is a cap. He really is a captain for us, but there is a lack of desire with him at the moment. Barry McKay Bally danced past him on Saturday, <laughs> and it happened as well at the Motherwell game when Motherwell scored. I think it was him and who played in Simpson that day. Mm-hmm. They had opportunities to clear that ball, and Golson definitely had an opportunity to get in a bit harder than he did. There just looks a lack of desire and a lack of commitment, and if that's the case, it's not going to end well for him or for Rangers. But I'm concerned now that he's not signed this contract that there's more going on in the background. I think it's only natural for everybody to jump to that conclusion that there must be something else. And if he's not going to sign, then I think the club should release the fact that he's not going to sign to kind of put everybody to bed. But as you said as well, Ryan, is we'll be a, we're a very unforgiving crowd um, when it comes to that. If you want to leave, then as far as we're aware, leave. Um, I think... We're all kind of like that. Ali, what's your thoughts on Connor Goldson? Um, the age-old question again is, is he staying, is he going? What's your initial thoughts? And by the way, I am a fan of Connor Goldson too. I think you notice him. You notice when he's not there. But um, what do you think, Ali? What's your what's your, your thoughts? Do you think he's going to go? Oof, I don't know. I would say, yes, I think he will go in the summer. Don't think he'll go in January. I, I think he'll go as a, a free in the summer. Connor, Goldson, he was my player of the year last season. Goldson, mm-hmm. I thought he was outstanding last year. I thought he led, as Ryan says, like a captain. I thought he is a captain at the Rangers team. 
like you said there, Carney, when Goldson isn't there, you notice he's not there. He's the only ball-playing centre-half we have at Highbrooks, really, that can come out with a ball, ping the Hollywood pass, if you want to say, and it comes off quite a few times. Don't other have other centre-halves that can do that, to be honest. Balogun can't do that. Katish can't do that. Hollander can't really do that. And Jack Simpson, way down a pecking order. Um, so, yeah, he gets a hard time, Goldson. And he had a hard time previously before last season, if you remember. He, he has the, that bomb scare moment in him. But mm-hmm. it's the way he plays football. He wants to play with the, foot, with the ball at his feet and come out with it. And at times he can get caught. At times he can look... Not disinterested, but as if it's too easy at times, and that's where he makes an arse of it half the time. But yeah, I, I could see him going in the summer because it's rumbling on and on and on now. And before we know it, we're going to be in January soon, and he can sign a free contract then. And the danger is replacing Goldson because he's a huge player for us. The way we play, the system we play, we would need to get, as I say, a ball playing centre half in. and. I don't know who who they go for. I really don't know, but it's they'll, they'll be looking Rangers. I think they'll I think they'll know in the background Rangers what's happening, and they'll be looking in terms of Goldson because what we've got in terms of the four other guys, including Catch out and loan, they they don't do what Goldson does. So yeah, I think he will probably go in the summer, and you can't blame the guy. To be honest, he's come here. He's been here what three years, I think Goldson, mm-hmm. and um, he's one fifty five. This is probably his last big move. He could possibly get, I, I would say, a, I don't know, middle-of-the-road premiership team, possibly. And he could get possibly double his money playing down there, if not more. So you, you can't blame him if that's what he wants to do for his family. But I can see him going. It, the difficulty is it's going to re- be replacing him next season. Yeah, it won't be easy to find a, a replacement for him. There is absolutely no doubt about that. And there is rumours kicking about that he's been offered um, stupid money um, from a, a few English teams, 50, 60 grand a week. Um, look, everybody's human. He knows he's not going to be able to play p- football forever. Um, but I will agree with one comment that's coming from Andrew. Um, if he goes to... If he goes, he may get more wages, but he won't play for a bigger team as a famous. And I hundred percent stand by that. Connor Connor Goldson's not world class. Um, that's for sure. I don't think he's getting any chance of getting in any of the the top six, if you like, of the pre- the Premier League. But again, you don't need to get into the top six of the Premier League to get big money. You can go and play for Norwich City for seventy grand a week, um, or play for. Wigan or whoever, and you'll still get decent amount. I mean, even the the players in the championship are going to be rivaling what our top earners are getting a week. So you can't you can't compete with that. And if it is what he decides to do, then you've got to respect him for it. Um, he, he was a a massive a massive part of our us winning fifty five. And um, there's absolutely zero doubt about it. We'll then jump on to the man of the moment, really, it seems to be, um, or one of them anyway, and it's James Tavernier. Um, I was possibly a wee bit harsh about him on on um, on Saturday after uh, the kind of criticism that I gave to him. And it's not it's not frustrating in the sense that I think that he was awful. Um, I think I said that. I don't think I really meant it like that. What I will say, and this might be me being a wee bit old-fashioned, Ryan, is... When we're in a bit of 
bit of bother when you can see the team's not playing well. You expect your captain to stand up and take a bit of control, take a bit of responsibility. Uh, he was average at absolute best on Saturday. And would Nathan Patterson offer more? Just now he would. Just now he would. Um, Tavernier is a subject. He's a player who has the support, I think, more than any player I've seen for a long, long time. He has his fans and I totally respect it and I get it because he's he's such an asset. We've spoke about it before. He's such an asset for us. He's assists, his goals last year, his drive. I'm a big fan of his engine up and down the wing because I think we are a lot faster at getting up the pitch when he's in our team. Tavernier would probably be the first person to say that he's been pretty poor this year. To say the least, I do think he was at fault for that goal at the weekend. I do think it's his man at the back post when you watch uh, could come in. I think that is his man. He's lost him. Tavernier can usually back it up with, but he made an assist that day or he scored a goal. He's not doing that just now. I think it was the St Johnston game was obviously a wonderful goal, but Tavernier's not putting the performances in just now. Patterson is. And I think Ali's very much in the camp of because Tav's got the credit in the bank, you need to play him. And I totally respect that. My opinion is Patterson plays just now. Yeah, again, it's one of these ones, mate, that everybody has different opinions on. I've got no doubt in my mind that Nathan Patterson could do a job. He also has mistakes in him, but so does Tav, I suppose. But Ali, he is our captain. Um, Gerard will stand by him. Uh, I have really no doubts about it. It could just be a, a rusty spell that he's going through. Did he flatter us last year? Do you think that's a problem? I mean, for a right not back... Flat, not, not flatter, spoilers. I mean, spoilers, did the spoilers. Yeah, I mean, for a right back, his, his numbers in terms of goals and assists last season's mental for a right back. I mean, that's a right... His... His numbers last season, you could put as a striker or a winger. He's for a for a right back. It was frightening figures last season, but yeah, he's. I mean, he's not been great to have this. Season. I wouldn't say he's been awful this season, but I mean, the first half, the, the full team, I thought was decent. The second half, I just thought the second half, positionally, and it's happened a few times. I remember, I think it was Dundee a guy done him twice, um, and it happened again against Hearts. The second half, I thought positionally. He was poor defensively at times, and offensively, where you get your main, you get your main football for Tav, didn't he offer much? But then you could look on the other side with Barisic in the moment, and it's the same mm-hmm. with Barisic at the moment. The, the, yeah. the two of them are kind of limping through games, and last season they they were our main weapons. The two of them last season, and it's as if maybe teams have figured it out now, and they, they know that that's Rangers' weapons and how to stop them. But Patterson, to me, I've said it. He will get 20 games this season, Patterson, definitely. Do you play him every week now? I don't know. Tav's, I mean, as the captain, Tav, he's not been playing great. But I remember Patterson started a game a couple of weeks ago. I'm trying to think who it was again. And he wasn't he great, to be honest, Patterson. He put the whatever, it was against Hibs, actually. He put the one Hibs ball into the box. He put the ball into the box for, for Roof um, for the assist. But he wasn't he great. And if that was if that was Tav doing that performance, Parson did. Thought would be mumping and moaning about him. So I get Robert Ryan saying play Parson. 
And I would have no grumbles if Parson starts on Thursday night or if he starts against St Mirren at the weekend. But to me, I'm going to per- persevere with Tav at the moment. And Parson will get game time. He will get game time. Yeah, I think, you've, but again, that's what you've just both just summed up with the debate that's happening between Rangers fans just now. One of is wanting kind of Parson to get a go and the other one's happy to stick with Tav. Look, Tav is... He's going to be remembered as one of the greatest, maybe not the greatest captain, but he's going to be remembered as one of the kind of biggest captains we've had in a long time because look what he achieved. He is the man that lifted that 55th title. So he's got all that credit in the bank. And um, I, I am a fan of James Tavernier. I really am. But sometimes when it's not going the way that he... No, that he's not playing at the levels he knows he can play at. I'm going to say something that I'm probably going to get slated for, but I think he hides a wee bit. Uh, and I think far too much, it's the easy pass back to Goldson and bust forward, even though there's not really the space to bust forward into. And I don't know what I'm really expecting from him. As I say, I think he did spoil us a wee bit last year um, and his numbers and his stats that he was he was, he was was firing in. But sometimes I'm just looking for that wee bit more. You are wearing the, the, the armband, so you should be standing back again. That's probably... I'll be a bit old school from me, to be completely honest. Um, we'll come on to... Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, um, right. here's, a, here's a decent question to ask, I think, both of you. We spoke about this after the old firm game and how good, how well Balogun played. If we're playing Celtic away on Sunday, who are you playing at right back? Tav. Because <laughs> who did you play at centre-half? <laughs> you play Balogun there. Well, against that Kyoko, I would maybe play Balogun again because of how well he played. And I'm not joking. Like, I so would you actually bring Jack think Simpson as your other centre half, like, say, Goldson. Well, I need to bring Cartage back in an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> um, based on the, the current team availability, mate, I would go with Tav. Yes, I wouldn't be playing Parson, not up against um, Kyogo. Um, th- but again, I don't know. I don't know. As I say, it's a difficult one. Um, because I think Parson right now has got no fear in him when he's going forward, whereas I think Tavernier's been a wee bit more reserved uh, and less less risks are being taken. But you can say the whole you can say the same about the whole team. As I say, we aren't taking enough risks to try and kill teams off. Uh, we'll move Johnny, on to uh, yes, just two seconds. Just while we're on a couple of players there that have kind of flattered this eve recently. Yes. One player that we have had a mention on, we've kind of talked in the pub in the few weeks there, is Scott Wright. Mm-hmm. He's another one to me that's flat to deceive. And me, you, Scotia, I, and Jamie, and I, we've had the discussion. Is he an impact player? Because from 90 minutes games, I've seen him start. He gives you a wee flurry and then just dies away, to be honest. And I thought the weekend once again, after 50 minutes, I was saying to the guys beside me, you need to take him off because he was he wasn't offering anything. But what what's your just quick thoughts on Scott Wright? And another one is we miss Ryan Kent majorly. Oh god, mate. I you honestly do miss Ryan Kent something terrible. But to you Scott Wright, so I really want Scott Wright to work because I really like the look of him, right? So I have I have like Scott Wright tinted spectacles on. <laughs> He is flattering to deceive. I think there's no other way really to put it. 
It really only showed a flash in the first 10 minutes of the match. If we're being completely honest, I've watched the game back. He did very little else. He didn't do much at all. The second half, he was pretty much non-existent, to be completely honest. Maybe he's not quite there yet. Maybe he's not quite at the level that we're expecting of him. Um, and, I mean, when you're replacing a Ryan Kent, hole, it's a massive hole to fill I mean, Ryan Kent is one of our most crucial players and he's one that I've said no matter what money comes in for him, I would refuse that, there's not, I don't think there's anybody else in that team that I would be like Morelos maybe because I think he's kind of integral in how we how we play football and how the team plays and the, the work that he does when he does it well, obviously, but um, Ryan Kent's the other one where I'd be like, no money can buy them. You, if you sell Ryan Kent, you're not going to be able to replace him. So, Scott Wright, I think, is going to need more time. I don't know how much more time we actually give him. Um, he is struggling to... Uh, yeah, he's struggling to take the opportunity that's been awarded him with Ryan Kent being injured. I think that's the nicest way I can put it. Ryan, your thoughts on Scott Wright? I've said before, Angie Scott writes a project. I'm not going to sit and pretend that I'm this massive fan of him, but obviously, Gerard's invested in him when he joined us last season. Was it January we got? And they've, mm. they've, put, they've put the training pl- uh, plan in place for him to bulk up. And he's a project. He's not finished the article. I would have him as, as Ali says, an impact player, somebody coming off the bench to change a game when we're, when we're struggling a wee bit and change it up. That's all I see him. I don't see him as a, don't see him as a starter. Um, Is that your cat again? That's a cat again, yes. <laughs> Advo. Advo, is that, is that what your cat's name is? Nah, her name's Luna, but I wish I'd called her Advo. <laughs> I got a freak there, to be honest. That's why I was like, what was that? Um, that's quite funny. Uh, but aye, so, yeah. Look, we all, I mean, as you said, Ali... Ryan Kent's a massive miss. Somebody actually asked earlier on if Kent will be back for Thursday. I very much doubt it. I wish Kent would be back for Thursday, but I very much doubt it. I think we've got a wee bit of time to wait. And it's certainly one that Gerard will not rush, especially, as you see, we're sitting here pulling apart a one-each draw with, with Hearts and we're still top of the league. So I don't see him rushing Ryan Kent back because he's going to be pretty crucial for the rest of the season. Um, quickly, before we move on to Bromby, we'll speak about Alfredo Morelos. Uh, Ali, was it just one of those days for Morelos? Yep. You get this from Morelos. You get, we've seen it before with Morelos. He'll have a game where he's just not going to score. See, when he missed that absolute sitter, I would have taken him off at that point and I would have put Sakal on. I don't know why Sakal didn't come on because hearts were pushing up and crying out for pace. But aye, he was never going to score Morelos but the thing about Morelos is it wouldn't surprise me if he scores a double against Bromby on Thursday night because <laughs> he, th- he thrives in European competition and big games like that so I'm not worried about Alfie missing well, it is worrying if you know what I mean in terms of he misses all these chances but we've seen this with Alfie, he goes through these spells and in games doing this so I think it was just one of the games for him unfortunately and yeah, it was an utter sitter to be honest. For me, I don't know what he was doing, kind of sliding in, but he's um, when he's got time to think about a lot of these shots, he usually makes an arse of them. To be honest, Manelos, it's when he's got time not to think about it, he does well. So he's not our best natural striker. Kamar Roof is our best natural striker, or Jermaine Defoe, if you want to say, but he's nowhere to be seen at the moment. Jermaine Defoe, so <laughs> it's um, 
No, I'm not worried about Alfie. Like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if... Well, he will play Thursday night and I wouldn't be surprised if he scored a double. Yeah, probably. I think it, uh, my, my honest opinion is it is just one of those days that he missed a few absolute... Well, one was an absolute sitter. Another one, the chance where he kind of scuffed it wide in the second half. Both of them, after he'd done both of them, he looked over to the bench as if to say, right, am I coming off now? Um, because he was not having his best game. But I, I agree, mate, he's one of these guys that out of nowhere he'll just score a hat-trick and you'll blab it that come from do you know what I mean where's Alfredo been uh, Ryan just before I come to you um, about Alfredo Morelos um, Jamie Lowe part of this podcast has asked a, asked quite a serious question that we all want to know the answer to mate um, where is this Ryan scarf that's normally on the back of his door <laughs> Um, this is a story a story from Saturday. Um, Ryan was freaking out every time somebody asked him when his scarf was, but he left it with his old man. Is this correct, Ryan? This is correct, and there's more <laughs> to that story because I actually said to Jamie, I text Jamie on, like, when did I finish drinking now? This isn't big and it's not clever to anybody watching or listening. I think it was sun- Sunday night I stopped drinking, so I woke up in quite a state on Monday. And I texted Jamie and I said, did I leave my scarf in your girlfriend's car? <laughs> but he sent laughing emojis and I thought, why does he think that's so funny? But apparently I'd gone on about it quite a few times in the pub, but I'd forgotten I had given it to my dad. My dad has my scarf. We've all been watching this as well. Now I've told my mum and dad that I was in the drink on Sunday. So if we can just move on, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> your thoughts on Alfredo Morelos, right? Yeah, keep it away. Uh, Alfie's... Listen, I don't like the criticism he gets. I think you don't know what you've got to, to it's gone with Morelos. I mm. think if we did lose him, he would leave a massive hole. And I do think we're a different team when he's not playing. As I said, his movement, he's come on to a totally different game with his movement and dragging players about. It wasn't his day. It didn't happen. His day will probably be Thursday, as Ali said. He will score again. He'll, he'll have a good game. When Alfie's frustrated... He's a very frustrating player to watch because he's so huffy and he can be useless at times. But when he's happy, he's a dangerous player and he's more happy than he is frustrated these days. So it was a one-off and a move on well for I think. Yeah, uh, just one of those days. Well, really, to be honest, I say even his hold-up playing, that was pretty poor. Um, but look... He is one of my favourite players. I absolutely adore Alfredo Morelos and I'll let him away with pretty much anything. The setter, I was close to letting out a wee scream. I sat down in utter disgust when he missed that, to be honest. I thought, I can't believe he's missed that. Um, and obviously the, the usual kind of shouting around it all, all kind of happens. But I think, just to sum it up, I think, Ali, are we going to end up in a head-to-head battle with our friends across the, the city for no good reason, apart from we can't put two halves of football together? Yep. If, if, if we're going to limp along as we are, yes. We we should be romping this league at the moment. And that's not been disrespectful to the rest of the league, but Celtic aren't a great team. Even Paul at my work says, and he's a season ticket holder, says they're not that great either. And um, they're four points behind us. They've got a wee bit of, I think they've won now, I think they won today, they've won three games Celtic for the first time since August or something. So they've got a, a bit of momentum behind them, Celtics and Johnson come there at the weekend. But yeah, we we should we should be quite a bit. We've thrown four points away at Ibrox this season. I mean, we've gifted four points away this season at Ibrox. So yeah, if we don't click 
in a game, which we're waiting for it to happen, and we blimp as we're doing at the moment, yeah, we will be. We're not going to romp this league if we play the way we're playing at the moment. No chance. And they'll take a bit of heart from it, Celtic, as well. I really do. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things. I think when we, when we have a disappointing result, like um, Saturday's, you're kind of handing a wee bit of momentum to other teams round about you. Um, obviously, I, would you go along with that, Ryan, that we're only going to end up in a battle due to our own doing? I said at the beginning of the season, I said there's only one team that can beat Rangers to this title this year, and it's Rangers. And mm-hmm. it's my point's been proven so far, and it's it's only October. Uh, this was shaping up to be a decent one for Rangers fixtures wise, and we are dropping points. Not going to say we're hemorrhaging or anything, but we're we're dropping points and maybe in a wee bit of pressure from that lot across the city will put us into gear. Something has to. Um we need to click into gear. Or it will not be our season. It's simple as that. And it's far too big a season. This is, as we've discussed, this is a bigger season for the club to win this season than it was last season. In terms of finances, mate, there is absolutely no doubt about it. This is a massive season. This is the league that you really, um, you really have to be winning because the the prize at the end is yes, the league title, but it's the the money that's um, coming along with the Champions League. So uh, uh, it's a massive season, uh, and they'll be just as desperate to win it as we are. Um, before the adminers come in and have a go at us that we're going to admin for the 15th time this week. Anyway, we'll move on. Now, gentlemen, to the must-win game on Thursday night against Bromby. We really have to be taking three points from this if we're hoping to get anywhere out of this um, Europa League group. Um, so, Bromby just now, uh, they're not bad on a form, to be honest. They've won the last two league games. Uh, no, they've won two out of the last three league games. They drew one. Uh, and But obviously, the last time they played in the Europa League, they were defeated 3-0 by Leon. Um, we are going into the game with no Glenn Kamara due to the ridiculous sending off that he received. He's double booking. Uh, but Ali, what are you expecting from Bromby on Thursday night? And do you expect do you expect Rangers to click into form, mate? <laughs> God, seen it all season. Uh, when, when the group was drawn, a lot of Rangers fans, and it's probably a bit disrespectful to Bromby because we don't know what Bromby are like. They just see the name, says that should be six points to Rangers, and that's not how football works. You need to go out there and earn the three points. Bromby are bought, no, no, they, no, they've got a point, Bromby, so they'll be wanting to win this game as well. They'll be looking at us over the next two games thinking the exact same what we're thinking if they can get six points. They are in the driving seat to come out of this group as well. So it won't be an easy game at all against Bromby. It'll be, it'll be a difficult game. But um, I, to be fair, I completely forgot Kamara was missing for Thursday night. I had him yeah. on my team as well, so I'll need to reshuffle uh, I need to change my team as well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so obviously Kamara will not be available. Uh, I, I think, I think Bromby will be coming here fancying their chances. To be completely honest, and I think they'll come thinking a draw for them is probably pretty decent for them. To be honest, they would probably happily take that um, and probably fancy their chances when they get back to, um, back to their home tough. To be honest, um, I see I've literally just brought up their league just now. They're actually sacked in the league just now. Um, one three drawn six. Lost, drawn six, lost three. So six draws. Um, so prepared everybody for a one each or a nothing each on Thursday night. Um, Ryan, your thoughts 
ahead of the Bromby match? My feeling's quite similar to the to the approach the Hibs game. If we're not on it on Thursday, Bromby will, Bromby will take points off us and it's pretty much good night for us. Um, I think we have to play a lot better, a lot better than we've been playing recently, but we've got to be on our game to beat them. It doesn't matter if they're six or six, they're a, a European team. They're, they're going to come and play some decent football. If it was earlier on in the season, I always fear kind of these Scandinavian teams. Um, if we play well and I get, if we score the first goal, come on, <laughs> we've got we've got a fancies. We've got a fancies. Um, it's a must. I know you're, you're laughing when you're saying it now, but I know because you know what's going to happen, yeah, don't you? I know it's it's a must win. It's a must win game for Rangers. So let's get the three points, and they're not an intimidating opponent. But we've got to be on our game. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt they wouldn't be at this stage in the competition um, if they were a bad team necessarily. So we need to. We need to. We need. To, honestly, it should just become our slogan, shouldn't it? Like Rangers need to click into form. Club at twenty two, the Rangers podcast. Rangers need to click into form. Should just be the slogan. Uh, but I do feel like we're going to need to. We're going to need to bring some sort of B plus or A game. Uh, would be brilliant to be completely honest. And uh, I'd mentioned earlier in the podcast that um, we're obviously thinking about Lundstrom and Davis in the same team and that was something that I was going to bring up I think in the second half on Saturday we played a kind of 4-2-3-1 if you like um, when Lundstrom and Davis come on now do you think we will go to something like that on Thursday night Ali and you'll bring Lundstrom and Davis in to sit in the sitting midfielders if you like and then Aribo Hadji probably Wright or Bakuna and Morelos up front yeah, cause I'd come out of my team there, so yeah, <laughs> I can see what you're saying there because I mean, but Scott Arfield, I mean, Scott Arfield sits right in front of me, I was his box is right in front of me, and he was there the weekend sitting in his but, box. Yeah, he was sitting his... and there was St. Phoenix on Saturday, I think. Yeah, they're in that box all the time now. How lucky guys, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, but I, where's he gone? He seems to have just I've not seen Scott Arfield in ages. He's no. probably the ideal guy to come in, to be honest, but he's not played in weak Scarfield, so I don't expect him to play, but I completely get what you're saying. That's probably the only kind of formation that you could probably fit a Davis and a Lundstrom in as, a two, as two sitting midfielders. But do we need two sitting midfielders? I mean, I don't know Bromby that well, so... But yeah, I get your point in terms of to fit them into a team, it probably would have to be that kind of formation. Yeah, what's your thoughts, Ryan? Do you think he will bring Lundstrom and Davis in? And Ali's made a cracking point there. Where is Scott Arfield and why is he not playing? This is terrible. It's going to sound terrible, but I saw a tweet that may have been today or yesterday saying, Where the hell is Scott Arfield? And I was like, <laughs> Shit, where is Scott Arfield? Yeah. Like, and then I thought, Is he injured? Maybe I've, I've not noticed that he's injured. It's, that's a great point Ali makes. He would be perfect for tomorrow night. Do I think he'll play? No. I think that Gerard and Beal and McAllister stick with their system and they'll always play that system and, and it's what we'll play Thursday night. I'm convinced of it. I won't give you too much of my team, but I think Davis and Lundstrom will both play sitting on Thursday. Yeah, well, I pretty much gave away my, my front line, to be completely honest. The only thing about playing 
a kind of four-two-three-one is where do you play Kamal Roof? That's the only, the only thing because he's not really a behind the striker kind of player. Um, he's either kind of coming off the inside forward. I think they call it. I'm old-fashioned. It's still be two wingers in my opinion, but it's this inside forward thing now. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm expecting a tough match. It'd be interesting to see the lineup. I think missing Kamal is a a big blow. Um, and it probably, it's probably the kind of one of the biggest challenges Gerald's going to face and how he decides who's going to play uh, and how we're going to play. But I did think on Saturday in the second half, it looked like we were playing a wee bit of a 4 3 2 1, especially with Bakuna come on. Um, it kind of looked like that anyway. Um, I could be wrong, I'm not a tactical expert, so uh, but maybe Bakuna's two wonder passes um, will mean he's now a better player than Scott Allen, you would think. The, Players aren't really going mental about that, to be honest. And he did two of them passes. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, because I may get his shout, uh, may get his start, be interesting to see. Because I mean, I don't think Scott Wright really did much to um, to secure his place for Thursday night. So, interesting one to see. So, who wants to who wants to go first to pick your team? Can you go, Ali? Aye, okay, I'll go. <laughs> It'll be. Oof, this is hard, by the way. Dan Kamara on my team. Um, McGregor and goal. Back four of Tav will be there. Goldson, Balogun, Barisic. If he is going to 4 3 3, th- he might play a rebo. I think Lundstrom sitting with a rebo on the left. Does he play Davis on the right hand? Because Davis has played on the right hand side previously for Rangers way, way, way back. Does he play Davis there? I'll say he's going to play Davis there. Um, and my front three would be, I think it would be Ruth, um, Morelos and Hadji. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I do get that. I just... I want a rebel further forward, by the way, but I just don't know where he plays further forward in that team. Well, that's why I'm thinking of the four-two-three-one thing. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you can go next. <laughs> well, that's as easy. My team's the exact same as Ali's. Now that you've said Kamara's out, yeah, uh, that exact same as Ali's because, as I've said a few times, Gerard likes a rebel if he's if he doesn't have him up top right. He likes a rebel on that free roll going up and down. So I think that's where Aribo will play on Thursday, just that kind of free roll. This is the easiest bit of picking the lineup. It's a fucking score just now. You can't pretty pick. I know. Um, did you see your score, Ali? Sorry. No, not yet. No, he's not yet. No, he's not yet. Right. I'll just say uh, back for another minute. <laughs> I don't know. I think about it, mate. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Lowe as well. He's sent in um, his McGregor, Tav, Golson, Bargain, Barris, it's Davis, Lundstrom, Aribo, Hadji, Morelos and Ruth. So, yeah, if he goes with a 4-3-3, I think that is going to be the team, to be completely honest. Uh, I think he will... Maybe he will push Lundstrom a bit further forward. Um, maybe he'll drop Hadji into the midfield three um, to kind of counterbalance Lundstrom and Davis both being there and then push Aribo out wide as well. Not really sure how it's going to work, but I think if it's going to be a 4-2-3-1, it'll be the same back five. It'll be Davis and Lundstrom holding, and then I think he'll play Hadji, Aribo, and I don't think he'll play Roof. I think he'll play the Bakuna right, and he'll play Morelos up front and leave Roof on the bench for impact, I think, if they does the 4-2-3-1. But, I mean, I've, I don't know how... We've done, like, I don't know how many podcasts, um, a few... <laughs> Quite a few, um, and uh, I don't think I've ever got a team right. Maybe once the whole time I've been doing this, 
Um, so, yeah, score predictions time. Um, Ryan, you can go first. <laughs> oh, same as Ali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go same oh. as Ali as well. Ali, what's your Ryan. score prediction? Do you want me to tell you? Right. Yeah, go. 2-0 Rangers, Morelos to score the first goal. Ryan? I'm going 2-1 two, one, two, one Rangers. There's got to be, I feel as if there's got to be, there's got to be an individual performance for somebody. There's got to be, Hadji kind of springs to my mind, like see that kind of Braga game. They need somebody mm-hmm. to be a hero. Somebody needs to pull us out of this just now. And I'm going to go 2-1 Hadji first goal. In fact, Hadji's getting the both of them. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. I'll, I'm going to go for 2-1 as well. Um, I think... I just don't see Rangers really clicking into the kind of form that's really need to happen to kind of wipe wipe Bromby apart. So yeah, I'll go for two one. I'll go Morelos, um, first goal scorer. Um, I, I just it's one of those games you don't know what to expect. I mean, we could turn up and we could absolutely blow them away. We really could. It just really, it really all depends. And I am looking forward to seeing the, the team sheet. So yeah, that'll do us for tonight, lads. Um, we will we'll leave it there. We will be back on Thursday um, after the after the game. We will be at the game, so it will probably be me and Ali from the car, I think, on Thursday night. Uh, and we'll bring you some reaction from it after the match, hopefully discussing a win to kind of kickstart our Europa League campaign. So, Ryan, thank you very much for your time tonight, mate. Cheers, guys. Hope you enjoy the game Thursday. The scarf will return. I'm going to my mum's tomorrow night. The scarf will return. Thanks for watching, Jamie. <laughs> Ali, cheers mate No problem, I hope you're getting your dinner made when you go to your mum's tomorrow as well <laughs> Always I don't know if she will be making your dinner now mate the fact that you've told her you were on the drink for three days Go to stop the drink right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, that'll do so thank you to everybody for getting involved as well in the comments, comments were brilliant tonight um, just a, a bit of um, a bit of, kind of housekeeping for the, the pod I am Delighted to 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 say that we've 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 passed a hundred thousand views um on YouTube, which for a podcast that's been going like ten months is pretty spectacular. It's kinda mind blown and our subscriptions are just continuing to go up and up and up from people um liking the channel and that on on YouTube and on um and even on Facebook as well, the, the page is over a thousand in that as well, which is just crazy. Um, so thank you to absolutely everybody um, for that. We are we're not going anywhere. We're only really just getting started, and uh, it really is quite humbling the fact that this many people want to listen to us three talk shit for like an hour. Um, it's pretty good though. Uh, so I, I'm I'm delighted with it, and I, I can't wait to keep going on to the next hundred thousand, as I would say. So yeah, shameless plug as well. Just. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, um, tell your friends, tell your family, um, tell us all about it, tell about Ryan's terrible drinking habits, um, tell them about the scarf story, tell them whatever you like, and just, just tell them to come check us out. Uh, we will be back, um, oh, I don't know when we'll be, yeah, Thursday we will be back on uh, with a club reaction. Uh, not sure when we'll come back with a live one, but we'll, we'll definitely do it because we enjoyed doing this and I like getting interaction from everybody. Stop rambling on, Scott. That will do. That's plenty. Um, we are Club Back 22, the Champions podcast, and we will speak to you all on Thursday night. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.